this is NY Bill, and I'm here with Cody Cooper. Yes, that's How you correct. Doing? Good. You made it again? I made it again, second year in a row. We were just talking. Uh, it's a bit of a haul for you to get here. Yeah, yeah. I fly in from uh, Portland, Oregon every year. So The left coast. The left coast. <laughs> it's a commitment, man. It is, but uh, it's worth it. I, I love the fest. I meet a lot of... I, well... Coming out here, uh, instead of just going to fest in my local area, uh, I met a lot of good people that I've been conversing with online for years. Yeah, that's so it's it's always good to get out and meet the community in person yes. if you have the ability to. And luckily, I do. That's exactly why I come to these. It's like I talk to you guys online. You never meet face to face. This is a good excuse just to say you know hello and. Oh yeah. So you're uh, you're going to be involved in a talk today? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll be on the Ask the Geek, the Geek panel with uh, Steve McLaughlin, Chad Wallenberg. And Martin Obando, and it'll be hosted by Russ Winter, the Techie Geek. It'll Very be cool. a good time. Nice. nice. You want to <laughs> oh. plug the show? Or? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a co-host of Linux to the Rest of Us, which mm-hmm. is on the Podnest Network. I'm a co-host with uh, Stephen McLaughlin, a.k.a. the Door-to-Door Geek. Uh, every week um, we release a show. Uh, we, we talk about all sorts of uh, Linux news, uh, tips, um, any sort of upcoming software or hardware that kind of uh, catches our attention. We uh, do interviews. It's been we're about 160 episodes deep, so good, good, uh, long-standing show. I'm the second uh, co-host that's come on. Have a blast every week, and then of course just check out uh, Podnuts.com. We have a bunch of other great shows right now, and a lot of good stuff in the works coming up real soon. Very cool. Good to talk to you again. You too, Bill. Take right, care. See you. So this is really cool. Bill and I are bouncing back and forth. Bill's trying to make a competition out of this. It's no fair because I'm really sleepy. But he's got at least four interviews, and I think I've only got two at this point. But something that he also just did, and I want to give him props for, he got X1101 not only to commit to recording an HPR episode, but he's going to do it right here on Bill's laptop where he's got a cool microphone stand set up and Audacity's already open for him. And uh, X1101, you are the man. Yeah, thanks. I've been meaning to do a uh, the obligatory How I Got Into Linux episode for, well, pretty much since I heard the first one and started listening to HPR a year ago, nine months ago, something like that. I keep feeling like I owe an episode to the community, and I keep making excuses, and I got here, and Bill sat me down in front of his computer and said, you don't have excuses anymore. Do it. And now we're... A little nicer than that, but... And now we're all looking forward to it, so thanks a bunch, man. Yeah, I look forward to it. It had nothing to do with the punch in the arm. No, no, it didn't. Right. Oh. 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 Hello, this is NY Bill, <laughs> and I'm here with Mrs. NY Bill, and I just stepped on her foot. <laughs> what is this for? You're at, you're at Nelf again. Yeah. <laughs> How are you liking it? Is it okay that I'm being honest? <laughs> yeah. It's not for you this year? Well... Last year you enjoyed it. No, it you was, got some good talks. Was, yeah, it, it has pretty good talks this year too, but it is a little bit too small, I think. It's too small this year. Mm. Well, they kept running out of the venues, I kept know. shutting them down. I and feel a little bit. Bad I was just talking to Bruce it. about it, and people would say okay, and then all of a sudden at the last minute charge them I double. Know. I know. Uh, so. I, I I feel bad about the, all those people who organized these things. It well, didn't turn out very nice. I mean. Yeah. As expected, so. But it sounds like now they realize they're going to have to look for a permanent home, so. Oh, really? You'll come back next year if they have a permanent home? That would be very nice. Okay. Because they actually bring good uh, speakers, so. Good. The sessions are good. Thank you for talking. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the score now? Hey, <laughs> I don't know the score. This might be three for me. Hey, everybody, it's Pokey at Northeast Linux Fest again, and I am here with... Langdon White. Langdon White. Nice to meet you, Langdon. Um, and you're here with Red Hat, is that correct? Yep. 
And uh, what's Red Hat doing here today? Well, we, you know, obviously pretty invested in Linux. And so, you know, and uh, actually our biggest engineering office in North America is in Westford, which is about 45 miles from Boston. Um, and, you know, when there's something, you know, Linux-related this close by, you know, we'd be kind of remiss not to be involved. So, you know, we, we normally sponsor this event, um, and we actually have a bunch of speakers here as well. Uh, so that's why we're here. Excellent, excellent. And are you um, trying to bring in users or developers? Are you looking to hire uh, all of the above? Yeah, all of the above. I mean, you know, I think we're always looking to hire, particularly from this community, um, you know, because that's where a lot of our people come from, uh, and it's always interesting. Um, you know, as far as users are concerned, I mean, I think we, uh, you know, we appreciate users, but it's more, you know, we expect enterprises really bar buying our products rather than, uh, you know, kind of consumer level uh, stuff. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't be here handing out hats, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, we like people to know who we are. And also we like people to know that we do more than Linux. Um, you know, we also do JBoss and Cluster and OpenShift, which is um, platform as a service uh, available online. And we're really heavily involved in OpenStack, which is kind of some of that next-gen kind of, you know, running ISPs and that kind of stuff. So that's why we're here. And I will say these hats are killer. These are awesome <laughs> beanies you're handing out here today with the, the red band around the bottom, red hat logo on them. Those yep. are killer. Um, and so do you work for Red Hat or are you a community I member? Do. No, I'm, I actually work for Red Hat. I'm a developer advocate or developer evangelist. Uh, so I talk to developers about working on Linux, uh, you know, and particularly our Linux. And uh, I try to bring back their complaints and compliments to the engineering team and see what we can do differently or better uh, to make it a better development platform. Uh, one of the big things that we launched in the past couple of years is we have this thing called the Developer Toolset. Uh, and Red Hat Software Collections. And Developer Toolset is bringing latest and greatest GCC to RHEL 5 and RHEL 6. So you don't have to be kind of locked into the tools that get shipped. Uh, Red Hat Software Collections is similar, but for the, like, VM world. So, like, um, you can do Python 3.3 on RHEL 6, um, and it's supported and everything else. Uh, but, you know, Python, PHP, Maria, uh, MySQL... Uh, Postgres, we have Nginx out in beta, we have Node.js, um, but basically there's a, a sweet spot that we generally play in for the big enterprise where you want to run something for a million years without changing it, but we're also recognizing that we want to be able to ship um, app, you know, a, an environment for your kind of innovative apps where you want to you want to refresh those more regularly, and you might want to run them on the same hardware. But you want your platform nice and stable. Exactly. So so now we're shipping kind of stuff that only has a three year life cycle uh, because you expect that you're going to rebuild it that regularly. Uh, so you want to you know, and, and most people do this already, right? You pick for a particular app, you pick kind of its lifespan. Uh, and now we, you have another option for that tool chain rather than having to use the stuff that is native as your only choice. Now you can also choose to use these things called software collections, which will give you what we like to call it is, um, you know, latest stable. Uh, so it's not bleeding edge, but it's uh, the stuff that most people are adopting, right? So we have Node.js 10, right? Um, 
is it's a pretty solid product. Um, you know, it's it's still young, but it's uh, it's way more solid than it was, and a lot of people are gravitating towards it. You know, we have uh, Python 3.3. Um, you know, people are finally committing to Python 3 series, and 3.3 seems to be what they're committing to. Um, you know, similar with Python 2.7. You know, it's like, you know, people got off 2.6, and now they're, you know, really in 2.7. Uh, Ruby 1.9.3 was the same way, um, and Ruby 2, we just started shipping. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of the idea. Is we're we're trying to look at the community and know what people are really gravitating towards, and then try to ship that one rather than you know whatever is right off trunk. You know, excellent, excellent. How long have you worked for Red Hat? Uh, actually, two years, uh, just a few days ago. So yeah, you look like a pretty happy guy. They must treat you nice. Yeah, it's good. Um, you know, it's a it's a bit of a hike because I live in downtown Boston, but uh, other than that, it's uh, it's pretty good. And I travel around and talk to people about development, and that's fun. Um, that commute's got to be easier in the lane with no traffic in it, though. Yeah, right. Well, we uh, actually we ship, we actually run a bus out of Elwife, so I often do that. So I take the red line up to Elwife and then take the bus out to the office, so I don't have to uh, drive. Oh, good thinking. Good thinking. Uh, how are you liking the fest so far? Uh, it's good. Um, you know, I didn't get to go to any talks, of course, because I'm stuck in the room. You know, kind of watching the booth. But um, you know, a lot of the people are interesting. Yeah. Are you the only one watching the booth? Or are you here alone? I am right now because everybody wanted to go to Rick's talk. But right, right, yeah. Is there any talks you're looking forward to seeing? You're going to make somebody man the booth for you? Uh, well, I wanted to. I, I also wanted to see Rick's talk, um, but I actually have to take off early because I have to go coach a kid's soccer game. So um, I uh, I drew the short straw. Oh, right on. Okay. Well, uh, is there anything else you wanted to plug or anything personally you wanted to talk about? No, I mean, I thought, actually, you know, I would have gone to all of the talks. I mean, honestly, you know, uh, I really like Dimitri's talks about uh, particularly his because I, I was a web developer right so i'm not a linux developer guy right i've used linux for years and years um but i've always been like kind of further up the stack and uh the stuff he's doing with kind of ipa uh and basically providing identity management to web stacks you know as i joke around with somebody is like you know every single time you write an application you have to write an employee table um IPA makes it so you don't have to do that, which is kind of nice. Um, so I, I like his stuff. Uh, I like Rick's stuff because it's so far over my head. It's uh, kind of awesome. Um, and then um, there was something else I wanted to see too, but I don't remember what now. So you know, there, there's good stuff. Um, you know, it seems you know it seemed like a good lineup. Yeah, I think uh, usually. Um Northeast Linux Fest itself records all the talks and, and yeah. hosts them, so at least you'll be able to get them the recordings of them. Right, so I'll go probably go back and watch them. Rick's I've actually seen before because he gave uh, a similar talk at uh, Fosdem, um, and so I was there and, and saw at least half of it then. So Yeah, and for anyone listening to this episode, we'll make sure to get that in the show notes where we can find uh, all these talks once they're posted. Yeah. Cool. And uh, the only other thing I would plug is uh, we have our developer conference in San Francisco week after next. It's a little late notice, but it's uh, called Dev Nation. So even if you can't make it this year, you know, check it out for next year. It's kind of the combination of all of our developer conferences, you know, versus Summit, which is really about our products and about sysadmins. Um, you know, we've kind of created a conference that's directly about developers wanting to use our products as developers. Uh, and you should check out the schedule. It's insane. Like, it's just all over the place. And, you know, our joke is uh, we didn't take any talk that was less than a level three in difficulty, you know, on a scale of one to five. Cool. Yeah, so... Uh, I think it's going to be really neat. Do you have a uh, URL for that? Devnation.org. Excellent. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thanks for your time. No problem. Hey, hello. Well, we can, you can type it to Hello, Ken. Hello, everybody. You're listening to Ken Fallon live from behind his computer trying to work out what is going on with the 
HBO comment system. How is everybody doing over there? <laughs> I can't hear you. Uh, we are talking, Ken. <laughs> I can't hear you. We don't have a cable point. No, seriously, <laughs> I can't hear you. Key up. Hello? How about now, Ken? Oh, shit. How about now, Ken? You're muted. I'm muted. Oh, so he didn't catch me plugging in either. Hey, Ken, how about now? Yep, can hear you now. Right on. Hey, uh, we can do an interview. Let me see. Yeah, we can interview you live from the Northeast Linux Fest. Hello, this is NY Bill, and well, this is. Cool. <laughs> Let's do it. Right? <laughs> hey, this is uh, Pokey and NY Bill and X eleven X eleven O one, and we're interviewing Ken Fallon, who's not at the Northeast Linux Fest, but by the magic of the Ultranet, he's here <laughs> over Mumble. Intercontinental hey, Ken. interview. Hi everyone, how's it going? We're having fun, man. We're getting interviews and pictures and all kinds of HBR content. How about you? I am fighting the website trying to get the commenting system working, but other than that, preparing for the community news. <coughs> As has been said many, many times by probably only me, we need a, a forum, man. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've never heard that before. Uh, any excuse to get rid of this commenting system, and uh, I'm right there. Key up. Uh, I've been using uh, Linux Outlaws guys have been using Discourse lately, and I have to say it is pretty nice. So, and so could did, be something to look into. And so were the guys over at Bad Voltage. They're, they yeah. were actually the first one I used, and it's really, really nice. Yeah, check out Discourse. It's it's like kind of it's a forum 2.0. Mm. It's less bad than a forum. Yeah, I heard the interview on uh, what was it that they done? They were on twice on um, Floss Weekly. Uh, but unfortunately, the code isn't open. Oh. That's that. We no. didn't know that. Okay, I, don't, I didn't know that. I thought it was. If if it's not, then that's yeah, that's a definitely a big downer. The deal killer, we call it. <laughs> yeah, the deal breaker. Hold oh, on, no, I'll check that because you can never trust an Irish guy. <laughs> <laughs> I resemble that remark. I trust you as far as I can throw you. Hey, we're in Boston, man. This is the only place you can yeah, trust Irish. This guys. is all Irish. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, not Irish, Irish, like as hardcore as you are, but the fighting uh, Irish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, Ken, so how's it going over there? It's going pretty good, man. We got interviews from all kinds of people who showed up. Uh, we got Paul here too from Paul.com. I got his interview. He's holding his hand up Hold across. The... Pictures are going <laughs> up as I take them, Ken. Yeah. And I'm sitting Excellent. here. And I'm sitting here live recording my first episode. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Oh, well done. And editing. He's editing on our table live during the fest. It's uh, it's wicked fun. And Bill's recording this. This will be on the recording. <laughs> and Discourse is a 100% open source, next generation discussion platform built for the next decade of the internet. Well, I do apologize to everybody out there. Apology accepted. And uh, what would an HBR episode be without a Ken apology? <laughs> there you go. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with being wrong. Somebody's name. There's nothing wrong with being wrong, as long as you can... As long as you're big enough to admit it and say, hey, you know, I wasn't quite right there. Here's the truth. Yeah, and I do it so very well. <laughs> I think I'm going to leave my mic open because I keep missing the first part of what people are saying on you. Yeah, fair enough. There we go. And I do also want to check and see if Bill's got a nice stand mic. I want to see if that thing's able to uh, to record so I can give X1101 his cable back. <laughs> <laughs> I left my cable in the car, but I'll probably walk and get it. Hey, it's Chad Wallenberg. What's up, man? Oh, this Hi, is, Chad. 
This is what I, uh, that stand mic is what I use to record mine. That's it. Uh, it was through Audacity, but it's just uh, it looks like it's just. I'm afraid to unplug it while Audacity. Yeah, running. don't don't mess with it. Yeah, Audacity is so flaky. Don't yeah. He's saying he's up to the editing part, and he's saying he doesn't like the sound of his voice. But we are going to twist his arm, and he will put it out. Oh, I already was on a live episode, or one of your guys' interviews, both of you actually, saying I was going to do it. So oh, yeah, you're committed. At yeah. this point, I've I've made a promise, and I I'm not going to back down from that. That would just be bad form. Yes, that will get you off on your list. Not <laughs> that we keep lists. You'd love it, Ken. There's a lot of communitying going on here. Excellent. I traveled three hours to get here and haven't been to a talk yet. I've been doing this, the hallway track. Yep. <laughs> We're out here, yep. Nice venue, too. We got uh, got our own room here. The tables are a bit bigger than I was expecting. There's actually, they've actually got three rooms. You are on... We're recording. You know. Thank you, Chad. That, we're not editing Chad, that out. That's copyrighted music, Chad. <laughs> oh, no. That was less than 10 seconds. iPad. The, you can't copyright Chad. This song was infringed by Chad Wallenberg of the Linux basement. Uh, the 10-second rule only applies to the U.S. We're an international podcast. <laughs> right on. Well, I don't know anything about international copyright law. What time is the um, community show going to start, Ken? I think in about a half an hour. Half an hour. All right, I'm going to, I think I'm going to run and go get my own uh, cable so that I'm not stealing anybody's or getting things mixed up. So I'll step away, guys. Oh, well, we're done. Roger, Roger. I think we're going to lunch. So. Oh, okay. Lunch, lunch, huh? Someone say lunch. I'll yeah, come yeah. Up for lunch. <laughs> you want to go to lunch, Ken? Um, I'd love to. Okay. <laughs> we'll save you a place. Are you planning on dialing in for the uh, community news show? We're getting interviews, but are you, are you going to? Yeah, yeah we're, okay. I'm dialed in now. That's what this is for. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll come in and chat chat a bit. Okay. Okay, well, then we'll start whenever you get back from lunch. Cool. Okay. Thanks, Ken. See, See ya. Hey, Pokey at Nelf again, and I am here with Paul, right, from Paul.com? Uh, actually, it's kind of a funny story. We're actually not called Paul.com anymore. We changed our name to Security Weekly. Uh, and the story of how we uh, had to change our name is happening next week at Source Boston where we're giving a talk on hacking the trademark system. So I didn't actually hack the trademark system, but someone else kind of did, and it was interesting to learn how all that happened. So we're, we're called Paul's Security Weekly is the name of the show. Security Weekly is the umbrella for our Internet TV podcasts. Um, we do a, a weekly episode that's five minutes called Hack Naked TV, so um, that's what we're doing, free internet TV and podcast on computer security and hacking. Excellent, excellent. Now, how long have you been at it? Uh, a little over eight years. So we started in 2005. Wow. Uh, and we've done pretty much a weekly show, uh, maybe, you know, 48 or 50 episodes a year since then. So are, are you making a living at this? No, it's not my full-time job. Uh, it's a pretty hefty side business now. There's, uh, there's probably at least four or five employees uh, part-time. Uh, and then a bunch of hosts uh, that participate. Uh, we have a studio now, uh, 1,100 square feet, uh, wow. just south of here in Rhode Island. Uh, where we're doing, actually, we were doing two shows. We do Security Weekly, and I started up a cigar podcast, too. So both of those are now in the studio, which happens to be next to a cigar lounge, conveniently enough. Conveniently. Uh, so, yeah. That's so it's, it's great. Yeah. Uh, full-time, I work for Tenable Network Security. I'm the product evangelist for the Nessus Vulnerability Scanner, primarily. Okay. So. Right on. Um, and so... 
but you're you're making money at podcasting and yeah so it's kind of funny right now we have um a full boat of advertisers on security weekly i i physically can't take on any more advertisers right now right until we add some more people to help uh support them so right uh yeah you know we're not it's not making a living but uh it's enough to keep the show going and they really help us push that next level we want hd cameras we want video switchers um yesterday in our studio we were a contractor came and built some sets for us so we have a a cedar panel set in the background Um, we want to get furniture so it's really just to kind of fund our hobby to be able to do really cool interviews and and do our own tv show because it's fun nice a lot of guys have trouble just getting to where they can pay for hosting it's uh yeah yeah Yeah. i I love adding all the equipment and doing all that stuff it's so much fun yeah we get all the geek toys to play around yep. with and it's just cool to be able to hack together your own tv show you know like the big networks do it and i'll look at things like the tonight show or the voice is like an example of probably the most expensive tv show to produce and i'm like how can we replicate that and spend a fraction of the money on it so it's a lot of fun what what's some tips and tricks you've learned recently that you're still excited about yeah so the best tip that doesn't cost a lot of money at all is on amazon you can buy really inexpensive lighting and backdrops so like i went on amazon and search for some of the inexpensive lighting and it's like a hundred dollars or less for a kit of lights um, that comes with all the bulbs and stands and everything and then the backdrops are around fifty dollars for a whole bunch of backdrops just that setup alone that costs a few hundred dollars makes your video look so much more professional even with some of our cameras that aren't as great that whole setup looks so much better with the right lighting. And now, lighting and even cameras and equipment have come down so far in price. You know, when we started in 2005, everything was really expensive. You can get a video switcher for $900, and it does a lot of the things that the professional ones that cost $20,000 do. That wasn't available before, and now it is. It enables us to have our own show, which is really cool. Are you leaving uh, Amazon reviews so people can find this stuff easily? I'm not, but I will. And I should create a page and tell people what we bought so that they can replicate it as well. Because uh, I think I found some real gems on Amazon. And you're right. We need to make a bigger deal about that. So. Yeah, it's fun when you find that diamond in the rough piece yeah. of hardware. Yeah, exactly. Just, I, the camera we bought was, was expensive, but um, it allows us to do mobile interviews now. So we're using a Canon uh, X-A10 uh, to do our remote interviews. And we use it on the show. Um, we travel to both cigar events and security and Linux uh, computer general computer conferences as well. And we do interviews and we record footage. Uh, and that camera came recommended from the guys over at Hack Five. They've got a great show um, and a documentary filmmaker that's done some documentaries in um, the hacking realm. Uh, he made this film called Twenty Six Hundred. It was a hacker documentary. Uh, Jeremy Zarakak. They both said, dude, this is the camera for you. That's so, going on my list of things to watch, yeah, too. We saved up some budget, and uh, it, it's been a, it, outstanding to be able to do what we couldn't do before for a little more investment um, and just let us create more content. So, Awesome, awesome. And you, uh, you gave a talk today? Uh, I am. I'm giving a talk today at 4. It's on embedded device security. Um, I've given a lot of talks on embedded device security, so the one that makes this one different is I'm going to talk about a really interesting, cool, and unique vulnerabilities on this particular firmware that w- went across multiple D-Link routers. Um, there are at least two or three different researchers that have discovered vulnerabilities, written shell code for the platform, and I'm kind of piecing all that together to talk about basically everything that you should never do when you're designing an embedded device for security. Is, is this a stock firmware, or is this something that people are hacking on there? 
so this is stock firmware from D-Link. Um, I believe it is Linux-based firmware that they're using on there. There, are, there is some source code available. Um, a lot of guys have reverse-engineered it. But that's just half the talk. The other half of the talk is I'm going to talk about 10 things that developers and embedded device manufacturers can do so that their devices aren't so horribly secure. Um, so we talk about the vulnerabilities, the impacts, but also I'm kind of championing this thing this year to say, hey, let's be better, <laughs> you know, across everything that's in our refrigerator all the way to running our power plants. Please. Um, to your insulin pumps that are uh, attached to people. Yeah. Let's be better. And here are 10 things that you can do to be better. Yeah, yeah. Not all those things are terribly difficult, are they? No, it's like simple things. Like don't embed a backdoor inside the firmware. And, and I'll talk today about what I think is one of the coolest backdoors ever that has been embedded in uh, inside of uh, an embedded device. It's called Joel's Backdoor. And the story involves Russians, it involves user agent strings, and just really cool stuff. Wow, neat, neat. Um, so how are you liking the fest so far? Oh, it's awesome. I, I love coming out to events and talking to people. Um, you know, we're here with our hack naked shirts, which is a lot of fun, and uh, it's been great so far. Now, I don't remember seeing is this your first uh, Linux, Northeast Linux Fest? Yeah, this is the first time that we've been here. Yeah. Uh, it was an easy drive for us, so Jonathan invited us out, and I'm, I'm happy that he did. Cool, cool. And are there any talks you're looking forward to or anything about it? That's, uh... Uh, yeah, every time I try and go to a talk, someone catches my ear and I end up talking to people, <laughs> which I'm totally fine with. The you hallway know, track. Fine. Yeah, it's the hallway track for me at, at most shows, which is great. I mean, this is my opportunity to come talk to people that listen to our show and talk to people that don't know about our show and kind of give them the pitch that we're here. This is this is my fourth one. I think I've seen one talk yeah. ever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep, and it's yeah. fun. I just ch- I catch them online afterwards. Exactly. They're, they're wicked fun. So um, is there anything else that uh, I should be asking you about or you'd like to plug or anything? Um, no, just my talk next week at Source Boston, okay. um, which is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and we'll also be at DEF CON this year. I'm really excited about that. That's another great one where I don't get to see any talks, but you know, there's 15,000 hackers that converge. Um, so that's a lot of fun, too. I want to make the community aware that uh, what a fun event that is uh, out in Vegas in August this year. Excellent, excellent. One more time, what's the URL? Uh, securityweekly.com. All right, thanks a lot. Thank you. I'm going to rope you into an HPR interview okay. right now. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah, let's give it a shot. All right, so. Okay. We're at a party, like, it's like we're in high school or something. <laughs> we're all having, drinking beers in a hotel room. Yes. And yeah. you were asking about HPR, and you might put up, you have some good ideas from episodes. Yes, yes, so I get what, tons of ideas. Yes, uh, what name should we look for if we see episodes from you? Uh, look for Joe Mapros. Joe Maprost? Yes. Do we have to roll the... Yes, Joe that is correct. You got to say the Maprost. <laughs> All right. I think we can do it. It's an African concept. Okay. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, Maprost is uh, like almost like a reference of a uh, computer sort of guy. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Good, good. Yes. Nice. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, and you just took the exam of... Yeah, the LPEC, the Linux Professional Institute. Very cool. Uh, this this would fit right in with an HPR. Yes, yes. Uh, well, the test is not to be taken lightly. Yeah. I took it lightly, you know, uh, first uh, the first time. Yeah, you know, you go through the man pages, you know, you go through the objectives, and then you go in the exam, and oh my God, oh, I didn't make it. We we kind of talked a bit earlier, like uh, yeah. We can be a bit cocky going into an exam or something, think, thinking we know everything about that is Linux, correct. and then boom, boom. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. CEO is like that. Getting yes. closer. Yeah, that's how you I... You say your Nick. I don't have one. You don't have a Nick? No. I'm going to give you one if you don't have one. Okay. Right. No, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, I went in there, 
uh, thinking uh, it's going to be a piece of cake. Don't worry about it. Uh, day before, I looked through uh, man pages, looked at the objectives. Ah, uh, no problem. But in the actual exam, uh, you're going to go in there and then, ah, uh, I know this, but I kind of, okay, I forgot, but, and then you give the wrong answer. Yes, yes. You I've know? been to many exams. Yes, you get stuck yes. in the sweaty palms. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So, but I took the second uh, time around, it gives you pride because they'll tell you you have, the, when you fail the first instance, you have to take it again after seven days. So after seven days from when you get out of there with the disappointment, oh my God, I didn't make it. And, uh, you know, my girlfriend's stuck by me and the disappointment was, oh, how did it go? Was, uh, well, I kind of didn't make it. And, uh, next time. And she stuck by me and I said, okay. Very cool. Seven days later, I said, okay, I'm going to show them. You should so, talk yeah. about the uh, trials uh-huh. and tribulations, the pitfalls you might have had. That this is very good. This would be a good, good episode. Yes, uh, some of the trials and tribulations was uh, number one uh, ever undermine the exam. It's big deal. Yeah. Number two is uh, you know you gotta prepare, run some uh, all everything on the objectives. You gotta go through them. Mm-hmm. All right, all the commands they're looking for and stuff like that. Yeah. Just run them out. Uh, run all the everything. They asking for. You gotta go through all the man pages. You gotta try all the examples. Everything. Now I haven't. Uh, oh, you got one. He, yeah, right. he's got one. I'll show you what I got. I'll, I'll show you. Uh, let's see if I can uh, see if I can find it. Uh, so I haven't taken this. Uh, what what type of like literature do they give you beforehand? Oh uh, well, basically they give you uh, the objectives. It sounds like they gave you uh, literature and an objective, and then when yes. you got in the test, they threw you a curve. Yes, pretty much. So uh, basically, well, it's it's distribution neutral. Okay. So when you go in there, they uh, ask you okay. Debian questions. Yeah, I'm they a Debian guy you, yes, or an Arch yes, guy, but yes. if you ask me some Red Hat or RPM right. stuff, I'd be right, lost. Right, yes. And in the Debian portion of it, they go into details like upget and all that stuff. Yes. Yeah. And so together we could have done it. I could have done the app kit stuff, and you could have done the what? Right, right, right. <laughs> we'll yeah, take it yum, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yum, you can do the yum stuff, yes. Yum and RPMs and stuff like that. And there was another question that threw me off about compiling. You know, you can convert uh, RPMs to Debian Alien. and vice versa. Alien, Alien. Yes, 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 yes. I know it. I knew that. Yeah. But I kind of was like, Falls oh. out of your head when yeah. you have the testing. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, when you look at the objectives, you don't pay too much attention. Oh, okay. Uh, no problem. I when got it. Yeah. Exam time, they were going into details. Like, all right, there was a question that threw me off about. I think uh, they do it on purpose a bit. They're trying to weed oh, out. Yeah. They're trying to weed out who can who can do it under pressure. Yes. 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 About RPM queries. Yes. Uh, yes. RPM queries and the options they give you. You know, off the top. There's uh, a Linux guy. Off the top of your head, you think, oh, well, you're curing a package. You're looking into uh, option. Q and then uh, L and stuff like that. They went yes. into more detail. Yeah, like, going okay. right into every switch and every, yes, every, every switch and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This would make a good HPR if you could give people a little bit of a warning yes. about what's coming up. Yes. Yes. You know, uh, when we were talking earlier, you have another uh, interesting thing. Somehow you got Fedora on a Surface? Yes, Microsoft, Microsoft Surface. Surface. How did yes. you get around EUFI? 
Uh, well, there's several techniques you have to... I looked at a few YouTube videos. There's a guy on there that shows you the whole process of how to bypass okay. the uh, UEFI. Mm. That's what they call it, right? I don't know. EUFI. Or it's, it's, yes. it's, we're close. It's yes. gotta be, we had a yes. few beers, so it's got to be one of those. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, it wasn't easy, but it was successful and it runs smooth. Yeah. Oh, that's and really cool. And I was telling my girlfriend somehow the other day... He, somehow uh, he uh, forked Fedora onto a Microsoft Surface, and we're wondering how he does that. That would that would be a good tutorial. He's very amazing. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, we were in uh, the mall. Uh, Best Buy. Guy comes over and he's, uh, oh my God, look at the latest Microsoft. This and that. And so that's great. And, yo, first he comes to me and he says, uh, "You looking for you in the market? Looking for a laptop?" I said, uh, "Yeah, maybe." <laughs> And he starts showing me, oh, look at this old touch screen. I wasn't interested in that, I said. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I was like, uh, so I asked the guy, uh, like, would I be able to uh, remove Microsoft on there and put Linux on there? The can guy I, was can like, I oh get a God, refund uh, for yeah. Microsoft? That's that one. Oh, yeah. The guy kind of didn't like my question. He's like, oh, my God, what's, what's the problem with this guy? And he had some other guy come over and say, oh, They don't like when, the geek, when we show up in the Geek Squad, is there? <laughs> I'm like, what's that? A command line? Like, Windows has one of those? Windows is... A lot of those guys are like, a command line? I'm just like... like so, I think we got you roped in for at least one or two or three HBR shows. Oh, that's We're awesome. look forward to it. That, so. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, he was showing, uh, where, where is it? Uh, we're still recording, so we're saying that goodbye. Oh, yes, guys. yes, yes, <laughs> definitely. I'm going to do some more stuff with you guys. Okay. Yeah, I got more tutorials. And look me up if you got a question. NYBill oh. at gunmonkeynet.net. Okay, NYBill. Okay, okay. Uh, for I some will. reason, I picked an avatar that is a chimpanzee with a 45, and they called me Gunmonkey, and it's, uh. it's stuck with me forever <laughs> so, so we'll oh, talk yeah. man and if, definitely if, definitely if, if you got problems putting the show up or whatever i'll, I'll help you through it oh yeah def right. definitely De I, I, I think you're my longest to interview it, yeah. today oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> good to talk to you pal nice talk You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binref.com. All binref projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.